Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Dean. Dean's going to tell us something weird. It is, actually. It's ripped from today's headlines. In fact, let's just call this a Weird World Breaking News Special Report. <laughs> no? And then we need the D D D D D D D D. You know, you just did it, so we don't need that <laughs> musical cue. Imagine, if you will, Carrie, you're a wildlife biologist. Oh. You're on a routine expedition. <laughs> is my name Marshall Willer Holly? No. <laughs> but you're on a routine expedition to count bighorn sheep in the rugged desert of southeastern Utah. Oh. It's November 18th, 2020. So. So you're doing this in a helicopter because okay. it's the modern times. I don't know how they do that in the olden days. I don't know. You know? Do what? Sneak up on sheep to count them. Helicopters help a lot for those folks' jobs. They probably rode horses. Sure. I suppose still. And actually, it was a borrowed police helicopter because you work for the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, so you don't have any money. Okay. You spot something strange at the bottom of a canyon. It glints in the sun. And this is a, an area of dull gray or red rock and brown dirt. Something glinting is it's kind of strange. It's not a sheep, you think to yourself. Or you say that out loud, I don't know. <laughs> S- you shout to the pilot to turn around. You're going to need another look at that. In fact, here's a, exactly that might go down. According to the helicopter pilot himself, Brett Hutchings, he said, quote, one of the biologists is the one who spotted it, and we just happened to fly directly over the top of it. He was like, whoa, 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 turn around, turn around. And I was like, what? And he's like, there's this thing back there. We've got to go look at it. So these are millennial helicopter pilots. <laughs> of course, <and> obviously. <laughs> he's like, wildlife and biologist. I'm like, and then we're totally. <laughs> the pilot sweeps by again. So you, the wildlife biologist, you take a second look. And you say, listen, we got to land and go check that out. You say that because you have just spotted a 10-foot-high metal monolith stuck into the ground in the middle of the rugged Utah desert. Interesting. This is what everyone is now calling the Utah monolith. If you haven't heard from it, you've been avoiding the news because it's a pretty big deal right here in these last several days. Yeah, it's popped up on my news feed, but I've ignored it. <gasps> wow. Well, I just, you know, haven't clicked on it. Now you don't have a choice. No. Nope. So what is it? How did it get there? Who put it there? When did they put it there? A lot of questions. The initial statement from the Utah Department of Public Safety was kind of innocuous. It said, quote, while on this mission, they spotted an unusual object and landed nearby to investigate further. The crew said there was no obvious indication of who might have put them on a lift there. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Aliens. Mm, we'll get the theories inland at the end there, but Carrie, that's um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't knock it. So the Utah authorities eager to not draw dummies into the desert where they would get lost and yeah. need to be rescued, they did not disclose the location of the site. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources said that it was as rocky, there's a lot of canyons out there. It would be dangerous to inexperienced people to go out there, so we're not going to tell you where it is. Just need to follow the sheep. Um, 
you think they're drawn to the monolith? Ooh, is it some kind of a sheep beacon or something? Is that what you're saying, I, Karen? I don't know, but they were out there counting the sheep. So okay, I imagine sure. if you just go follow the sheep, you'll eventually find it, right? That's, that is solid logic. <laughs> no, you know, no one should fault that logic in any way. I am a fault. wildlife biologist. Uh, so. f- at least. <laughs> it is it's a quote. It's a tough place to get to on vehicle and on foot. We fly pretty low for these surveys so we can identify the gender of the sheep. What? Let me repeat that. We fly pretty low on these surveys so we can identify the gender of the sheep. So they're flying low in helicopters and trying to get a look at the undercarriage of bighorn sheep. That's what I'm thinking. It could be the horns. I I don't know. I think it's the horn thing. I think think it's the... You know, uh, as a wildlife biologist, I'm going to say it's a horn thing. I think it's the yin and the yang. And the really sheep yin and the sheep yang. I did not look it up. No. I don't know what it is, but I like to think it's the yin and the yang. They're looking for sheep DNV. And, quote, I'll finish that quote now. And while we were doing this, we found this strange metallic monolith out in the middle of the desert. So I, I like the way they're handling it there. There's like, yeah, no, we found a monolith. Yeah, don't worry no about bit. it. Not trying to cover it up. But in the world of Google Earth and publicly accessible flight path data, people quickly started figuring out where the monolith was. Yeah. One avid GeoGuessr player. Remember GeoGuessr? Uh Uh-huh. It would just drop you, like on street level, I think, right? Yeah. Of someplace out in the world, literally the world, and you had to guess where you were. You had to follow the road. And the street signs were usually blurred out, so you couldn't read words. Oh, you couldn't see the, okay, that's clearly Slavic, so uh-huh. we're somewhere in Eastern Europe or something like that. It was pretty cool. We played it. It was about, about maybe three days. It was fascinating. After that, I'm kind yeah. of bored. You always did way better than me because yeah. I'm not good at geography. It was fun for a very short while, but apparently yeah. this person was a you know very, very <laughs> uh, experienced geoguesser player. They found it. They posted the coordinates on Reddit. Those are, I'm going to tell you, because if you want to go out there and, and you know, Die, fine. Now you can look it up. It's 38 degrees, 20 minutes, 35.2 seconds north, and 109 degrees, 39 minutes, 58.5 seconds west. You can drop that in. Actually, you can drop that into Google Earth, and it's wrong. You drop it into Google Maps, and you can see it. In fact, it's on my screen right now. You probably can't see it, but it actually, you can see it in the bottom of this little canyon, and it actually it casts a shadow on that, that image um, that they captured. On Google Maps. I don't know why the, the coordinates, I put the same coordinates in the Google Earth. I'm sure you can see it on Google Earth, but when you drop those coordinates in, it's, it's not the right spot. Huh. This is in the Lockhart Basin in San Juan County, Utah. That's land that used to be part of the Bears Ears National Monument area, but soon to be ex President Trump removed it from protection so it could be mined and ATV'd. Sure. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, beautiful area for, for now. One of the location discoverers, one of the many who discovered it independently, was named Monica Holyoke. She lives in nearby Moab, so about two and a half hours away. It's not that far, but it's like I said, it's, it's pretty rugged land, not great roads. She spent a few intense days tracking down the location of the monolith using Google Earth and a flight tracker, and she found it on Tuesday, November 24th, but she figured, okay, it's like, a, it's like in the morning, right? She found it. She goes, oh, hit it, got it, there I can see it. It's a two-and-a-half-hour drive, though, from Moab to the area where the monolith is. So she figured, you know what? I'll just do first thing in the morning, bright and early, and I'll be the first one there. Um, no. Throughout the day, people started popping on to whatever Reddit, this person on Reddit did it, yeah. and other media and social media saying, found it, got it, here it is. 
uh, and then a guy named Dave Heavy D Sparks from the Diesel Brothers TV show flew in by helicopter on that afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, and did a YouTube video from the side of the monolith with the monolith there. Wow. So she was not happy. And you're probably wondering who the hell is Dave Heavy yeah. D Sparks and the Diesel Brothers. I did too. Never heard of them. It's a Discovery Channel show called The Diesel Brothers. Uh-huh. Here's a quote from there, I guess, publicity. Led by Heavy D and Diesel Dave. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> and, and you know what? It turns out they both have beards and wear a baseball cast backwards, I'm, which you should not be surprised to know. Uh-huh. Led by Heavy D and Diesel Dave, the crew works hard and plays harder as they trick out the trucks for use in elaborate pranks and stunts. They buy diesel trucks and trick them out. Yeah. All of which becomes a marketing tool on social media. Millions of hits later, the company is known as the destination for diesel lovers who are looking for custom builds, crazy stunts, pranks, and hilarious antics. Mm. So I am going to be a regular viewer of the Diesel Brothers very soon. (laughs) Love those kinds of shows. I don't understand why everyone watches them. Oh, wait. Exact opposite. So poor Monica. (laughs) That would be hell. Hell would be... Just, you know, your eyes are pinned open and you have to watch anything on Discovery Channel. So poor Monica went anyway the next day and on Wednesday, November 25th, day before Thanksgiving. And she, I'm sorry, Native American Appreciation Day. Thank you. And she was a little disappointed because the site was a bit more crowded than she had hoped. Quote, there were six others there when we arrived and we passed four coming out as we were going in. Lots of traffic on the road going in as we were coming out. It's going to be crazy there this weekend. So I guess not not all that dangerous, right? If that many it, yeah, she talked it. about how, you know, you can get there on a two-wheel drive. There's some sandy spots on the dirt road, but it's not that hard to get there. Yeah. I think they may have been exaggerating a little bit to deter, because people go in there and just going to wreck the place. Yeah. She's not wrong. Yeah. Holyoke, she reported that the monolith already had fingerprints all over it. And some of the rivets had popped out. And I'll describe how it's, oh. how it's made and what it looks like in a second. And she's right. The, it's rugged landscape or not. There's going to be tons of people there. I'm thinking, what, Monolith Palooza, maybe? A, a mini Burning Man, probably. But also, you, how dumb. I, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably go. <laughs> if I was no, in Moab, two and a half miles away. No. Yeah, two and a half hours. Hours away, yeah. Sorry, two and a half hours no, away. Wouldn't. Yeah, I think I would. I know you better than Why you do you think yourself? I wouldn't? Absolutely. Hell yeah. It's a Drive two and a half hours to look at a hunk of metal. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not saying I wouldn't bring a keg with me. And in fact, there's a picture there with that uh, Monica Holyoke took, and it's the, all the people that are there are you know, posing. look like a frat party mm-hmm. around a monolith. I'm assuming one of them is indeed standing in front of the kegger to block it from view because we're awful. Human, yeah. Humankind, I mean. So how long has it been there? Well, uh, it was not there in August of 2015 when a satellite picture of the canyon showed nothing at all down there, right? But then another image from October 2016 shows clearly the monolith. It just went unnoticed at the time. If you're not looking right at it and thinking, yeah. what's that thing casting a shadow? You're not going to know. But it, So it was there is a picture of it in hindsight now. They went back and, and looked at the... Google Pictures, Google Archive, and they found it in October 2016, but not in August 2015. So that means someone in that, what, 14-month period put up a 10-foot steel monolith miles from anyone. Huh. And then didn't leak it to anything exactly. that got on, that's, at least. That's so. some, some nerve. What exactly is it now? Well, let's describe it. The monolith is not actually quite. It's more like maybe nine and a half feet tall, a little less than three meters. 
at least the part that's out of the ground, that is. Because clearly some significant portion of it, at least a couple of feet, have to be in the ground to hold it. It's very secure. Yeah. Each of the metal panels it is made of are two feet wide, and there are three metal panels. So basically, it's like a almost 10-foot tall metal prism stuck upright into the ground in this little slot canyon in the wilds of Utah. It's made from stainless steel, and the panels are held together with pop rivets. And like I said, some are, are actually now starting to pop out, maybe, yeah. maybe even pried out for, I wouldn't be surprised people would be taking souvenirs. So that, but still, rivets? Does yeah. it sound stainless steel? Not super no, space age, is it? Not at all. We already, though, have the, let's call them the looser media, are overhyping the object. I've had headlines like, quote, a towering metallic monolith, and, quote, giant desert structure trigger, triggers alien conspiracy theory claims, which neither yeah. of those things is true. No one really genuinely thinks it's alien conspiracy theory. Well, some people probably do, yeah. but they also believe in QAnon. And it's, it's less than 10 feet tall. Calm down <laughs> on using the words towering <laughs> and giant about something that's not quite 10 feet tall. There's a picture of these two. I think it's two of the biologists on each other's shoulders, and maybe, and they, you know, are taller than it, or as tall, but they're yeah. on on the, each other. I think he's sitting on the one guy's shoulder, something like that. It's not, it's not yeah. awe inspiring, but it's, it'd be cool. And yes, I will go to it. I find it real soon. I wouldn't go with you, so that's fine. The monolith itself lies at the bottom of one of the many slot canyons, little winding canyons riddled the area there. So it's, like I said, it's pretty rugged terrain. Again, it's planted in the ground, and I mentioned that. It wasn't, you know, didn't fall from the sky. It's clearly, in fact, someone used, a, a, they theorized that they used a concrete saw to cut the hole in the, the rock there to secure it, to get it down there deep and, and oh. slot it in. And it's it, it's hold, held pretty fast. In fact, if you see the picture, you see the, the the close up, and we'll put some pictures on our social media. But it fits in there very very snugly, and it looks to be pretty darn secure. Huh. And this is hard ground; it's just you, you wouldn't just punch it down. Yeah. So it's not clear how deep it is, but like I said, just to hold. I mean, I don't know what the the math is. It's got to be a couple of feet deep to hold it so securely for a ten foot high object. Yeah. And I don't know what's in the middle of it, to be honest with you. I've never heard anybody describe it's, it's steel, stainless steel panels. Right. But I haven't heard, is it hollow? I have, I've heard no one, I mean, I, would, I think it's not. Otherwise, you'd knock on it and yeah. hear a, a hollow sound. I have heard no one describe anything to do with its interior at all. Yeah. So huh. I don't know if, if it's like, or is it like around a, a wooden, a, 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 you know, completely thick wooden block or a triangle, I guess, wouldn't it be? Yeah. I don't know. So, honestly, seriously, what is it? Well, we can say some things it is not. One of those things that is not is legal. The department, well, the Utah, I think not. It is not. The Utah Department of Public Safety sent out a press release that reiterated policy of the Bureau of Land Management, which owns that land, reminding everyone that it's illegal to install any sort of structure, even a highly artistic one without permission on public lands, quote, no matter what planet you're from. I'm but surprised. They're reading funny. Oh, you missed that joke, Carrie. Come no, on. Give them a, give the <laughs> Utah. Oh, man. <laughs> that was, I thought that was clever, but I ever wrote that. So. It, it was pretty clever. Yeah, you know, I just insincere. Stop it. Um, I wonder why they don't go take it down. They have not touched it yet. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that, would. too. I'm glad they're not, but we'll see. 
Once you, the the first legit blowout rave there, they'll probably take it down. Yeah. I mean, I I see some Euro pop. I see you're waiting for the drop. You know, right by the monolith. They're gonna yeah. YouTube live it. That kind of thing. There have been lots of suggestions, though, as to what it is. A residence deflector, said some people. Don't know what that is. Not really a thing. An eyesore, said some wag. <laughs> some good metal, said another hilarious comedian. Maybe uh, it's a satellite beacon, someone thought. You know, the satellite beacon that when it's discovered, no one says, that's our satellite beacon, leave it alone. That kind of satellite beacon. Satellite It's, it's not a satellite beacon, no. Yeah, we'll just put it in the middle of the desert. Nothing around it. People don't think. Many have assumed it is a prop from one of the many movies filmed in the Utah wilderness over the years. Films such as Star Trek, more than one of the Mission Impossible I, Westworld from HBO, the TV show, Thelma and Louise, 127 Hours, of course. If you're trying to figure out what kind of terrain this is and you've seen 127 Hours, it's that kind of terrain. And, of course, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade have all filmed there. So somebody said, okay, well, that's some kind of prop, right? But the Utah Film Commission said, quote, to our knowledge, the monolith that was found in Utah this week is not from a film production. And we've seen, you know, we've yeah. seen some of those movies. Somebody not a lot has of, seen all of those movies. Yes. And nobody has seen that as a prop. Very few monoliths in uh, Mission Impossible yes. are in 127 hours. The And, of course, 2001 A Space Odyssey, we'll talk about that in a second, the movie that it has the most obvious connection to, was filmed in England the scene that took place in the desert, the, the monolith was seen in the desert with a bunch of not quite human, uh, our aunt, deep, deep ancestors doing crazy shit, throwing bones around it, and then it was seen again on the surface of the moon. Neither of those scenes were filmed in Utah, so it's not from 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, and probably filmed slightly before 2016. 1968. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that really is the obvious. And if there, if there is an artistic lineage to this are an inspiration it's, it's, it has yeah. to be that movie so or the book but the timing seems off if it was so, okay yeah. so maybe it was the not much the timing not just the timing for the movie but the timing for an alien civilization putting on an earth to spark an early hominin because they didn't put it there until between 1950 2015 2016 right. We're already pretty advanced by then so they missed it by a, f- a couple million years yeah are are is it a, an evolutionary spark to humankind now in the 21st century? Mm, it's going to help us be smarter, maybe? That's what it did in the movie. You don't, you don't, you don't think so? No. Aliens trying no. to help us out? Nope. Do us a solid? No. Huh. Wow. Then again, it is put together with rivets uh-huh. and made from just simple stainless, stainless steel. steel. So if that's true, maybe they're not quite as advanced as they think they are. They can't really help us that much anyway, so... The discoverers were thinking along these lines of 2001 Space Odyssey when they found it. So pilot Brett Hutchings, again, he told the local news station KSL-TV that as the crew approached the monolith, monolith, quote, we were kind of joking around that if one of us suddenly disappears, then I guess the rest of us make a run for it. <laughs> the most plausible theory is what? What do you think? Is Somebody just screwing around. It's art. Some kind of an art okay. statement, an art okay. well, piece. It's odd that you'd put an art piece someplace that you know almost no one's going to see it. There are some, well, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. The almost immediate leading contender for this was artist named John McCracken. 
He did live in not too far away New Mexico part of the year before he died. He was a kind of a minimalist artist who did similar structural art. In fact, a typical piece from McCracken was some form of a plank, usually in a single color, a single material, that he had leaned against the wall in the gallery or museum. So obviously a wow. genius. <laughs> Paid good money for that. I call it plank leaning against the wall. Give me $400,000 for it. At first, the head of the gallery in New Mexico that handled his work thought, they released a statement saying, oh, we're not sure, maybe it's his. Then they seemed a bit more positive. In fact, the, the person who owned the gallery kind of said, oh, the staff isn't so sure, but I really think it's him. And then the, there's other statements in the, in the media, more recent, that kind of back off that a little bit. So it's not at all clear if it is his. Again, the obvious key problem is he died in 2011. Oh, I was going to say, did anybody ask him? No, because he's dead. And the, if the satellite images are true, then it was put up in late 2015 through most of 2016. He, so someone put it up for him, what, posthumously? Could so be. he, eh, that would be weird. No, no, do it four to five years after I die. Don't, don't ask questions, just do it. Does he have a son? Ask no, son. I don't think so. I don't know, maybe. I have any idea. There is, though, more than a hint of attention sinking in the statements from the guy who owns that gallery in New right, Mexico, yeah. so I think he's full of shit. My guess is that it's not McCracken. Yeah. And that also a well-known metal sculptor in Salt Lake City named Dan Toon was thought to be the artist, and he said, nope, not me. So we don't know yeah. whose it is, or if it is a piece of art. Pilot Brett Hutchings again gets to the point, quote, I'm assuming it's some new wave artist or something, or, you know, somebody that was a big 2001 Space Odyssey fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. New wave. <laughs> Just gets to a new wave. <laughs> I'm going to say he, no, 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 I'm not going to say that. I was going to say like he, was, he loves the 80s, but he's probably 24. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, this kind of thing has happened before. Oh. Back in 2001, a steel monolith was found in Warren Magnuson Park in Seattle. And it measured one foot by four feet by nine feet. And that is, without any doubt whatsoever, a reference to the Arthur C. Clarke's monolith from 2001 Space Odyssey. The dimensions, he describes those dimensions exactly as the size of the monolith. And what they are, they're the first three prime numbers squared. One, two, and three squared. One by four by nine. Huh. It, I, in the book, I, it meant something... It was like, you know, math as the universal language or something like so that. So nerdy. Yeah, it is very nerdy, I think. Something like that. It's been a long time, but that was the idea. So this this Seattle incident monolith was clearly an ode, and it was it was done in 2001. Yeah. So obviously. Exactly, yeah. Three days later, that Seattle monolith disappeared. This one in Utah has hung around for about four years waiting to be discovered and for the world to be intrigued and puzzled and buzz about it. So whoever the artist is, you nailed it. Mission accomplished. But you can't ever reveal yourself or you'll go to jail. I don't know that it'd be jail. I think I'd, it, I research what are the penalties for putting art in public lands. And if it's like a fine, I'd do it. Depends on how much the fine is. It could be it pretty does hefty. Indeed. Yeah. If it's $100,000 in 10 years in jail, I'd yeah. probably keep it secret. If it's like 5000 bucks, worth it. He's going to do, he can do t-shirts. He can go and get some media. All his pieces will go, will be hot, hot, hot in the it's art world. It's going to cost a lot to have it removed. 
You know, he had it put in, he can have it removed. But even worse is going to be the irreparable harm and damage that's done to the... It's just a two-foot-deep triangular hole in the ground in a slot canyon in the wilds of... of, of. Now, if a bighorn sheep, like a, a rare bighorn sheep, trips and falls, hurts itself, then he's got some uh-huh. explaining. But otherwise, I think he's in the clear. Or damage done by... Looky loose. That's true, but that's not complete. Well, it's kind of his fault, but it was one hundred percent his fault. So, what's your shot in the dark? What do you think it is? Some dummy thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> defacing you are our, dismissive. Defacing our national parks. Wow, you're angry about this, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I think it's kind of cool. I don't like the defacing national park. You know, part, but I think it could it's, be actually, some... it's an ex national park because, um, again, you need the ATV in mind. Precious. It'll wilderness. be a national park again soon. Hopefully. But also, it's not that cool. It's, you know, yeah. if you're going to make been, a statement, do something cooler than a big hunk of metal. Rivets? I don't know. Yeah. That just that ruins the look. You got to make it completely smooth. One piece of pure metal of some mm-hmm. sort. That would have been cool. Cut by lasers. Come on, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a. So, what? It probably is then. It's probably just some. You know, instead of some well-heeled artist, it's probably just yeah. some local quasi-artist who, with limited resources, who had a budget for stainless steel and rivets and a you know piece of wood in between. And or hey, maybe it was the Diesel Bros. I don't think it's the Diesel there. Bros. I don't. They don't appear to be smart enough to do that. <laughs> I'm just judging by the backward baseball cap, which hey, is you never know. It's pretty much a red flag. Huh. That's it. I sound like such an elitist asshole, but honestly, if you, you do. were, if you, I hundred percent do. I get it. <laughs> I'm not, but if you were a bad, bad queer baseball cab, bro, bro. Well, who cares about how they wear their hats? It's just, just it's a fashion thing. Okay, I don't I, care about that. I apologize, Diesel Brothers. You be you. I just, and I'm going to start watching the show. Don't really like diesel trucks. Yeah, I don't big thing for Lisa Trucks either. But I'm still watching the show. Maybe there's some Woody repartee. Maybe there's some fun. They do they 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 do pranks, Gary. They do stunts and pranks. Yeah. That could be fun. They could be hilarious. They could be. So that's it. That is the story of the Utah monolith. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll keep you posted if something happens. If this this is early days. This just came out yeah. a few days ago. So we if something happens. We'll keep you posted, or maybe you'll hear a postscript right now in a second because something happened before we <laughs> uploaded this thing. And the aliens came back and got their monolith. Either the aliens come back, <laughs> or more likely, someone says, It was me. Give me money and attention. I'm going to go on the Today Show. So we'll yeah, see. they're going to have to, have to crowdsource their, um, the fine. Yeah. I, they're they not going to be they able, be to, able pay. to more than cover that fine, <laughs> I will bet you. That's it. I won't be donating no, to you it. Won't. So about that update we just mentioned a second ago, <laughs> not surprisingly, that occurred. We just did this thing a couple of days ago, but on, I think it was Friday night late, so it was reported in media Saturday, November 20, 28th. What? 28th. 28th. It is now November 29th. We're uploading here and recording this right before we're about to upload it. But yes, indeed, the monolith has disappeared. Just disappeared. Just gone. I guess it happened sometime late Friday night because the department noticed that it was missing early Saturday morning. Or more likely, people going there to see it go, ah, shit, it's not here anymore. Really? And reported it. Yeah, the the Utah Department of Public Safety said, it's gone, exclamation point, in an Instagram post, by the way. Quote, almost as quickly as it appeared, it has now disappeared. 
and it said, I can only speculate that aliens took it back and they had the um, <laughs> alien emoji in their Instagram post. So they've had a very good sense of humor about this. Yeah. So who uh, clearly, I, I mean, I have to, well, I was going to say, I have to guess whoever did it took it, but it could just be some Yahoo who went out there to take a look at yeah. it, post pictures. Somebody went out and stole it in the middle of the night when no one else was there and took yeah. it off. I wonder how heavy it was. It's probably fairly heavy. Yeah. Although, again, I still haven't been able to figure out what the hell's in the middle of it and what's holding together those st- stainless steel planes. Still, they're, they're Rivets pretty... Rivets are holding I mean, I mean, in, in the middle of it. Is there, is it just, it can't be hollow. Why that not? makes no sense. It absolutely could be hollow. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. It probably so, is. Was it taken by the artist who put it up originally or was it taken by somebody who's just stealing this now very cool piece yeah. of pop culture? You and know what would be cool? To have it in your house? Yeah. No. You're, you're a dick, but it'd be If cool. it just popped up randomly someplace else now. Oh, my God. Yes. Every five years, the monoliths would be in a new part of the world, <laughs> of the globe. That'd be great. Yeah. And eventually, the moon. Just in keeping with the movie. Never mind. Yeah. Another thing. Remember, we mentioned the, the John McCracken, the artist, who a lot of people thought it was. And his gallery was kind of, well, we don't know for sure. My kind of negating that theory was the timing of it, that it would have had to be put in there sometime between 2000, later, I think August 2015 and October 2016. Apparently his son, Patrick McCracken, told the New York Times that his father had told him in 2002 that, quote, he would like to leave his artwork in remote places to be, to be discovered later. So that's interesting. But again, it would have had to been done after his death, if we trust those satellite images that I've seen reported in just one or two sources, by the way. And the son doesn't know about it? No. So who did it for him then? That's a good question, yeah. Which I still lean toward it not being his then. I do too. If we trust the satellite images. I think the son may just be trying to keep his dad's artwork relevant. and cash in. Yeah. (laughs) And which which I, I said it. The gallery guy, I honestly, I yeah. think he's full of shit. And he, he, I think in truth, he has no idea, but he's keeping it as if it is to sell some more of that guy's pieces. And I'm sure he still has in yeah. New Mexico. So I'm casting aspersions on that person. I have no idea who it is, but his, his quotes really did. They were, I don't know, kind of shifty. So that's the update. The Utah monolith is now gone. Interesting. We're going to upload this now, so if we have another update, we'll have to do it on a different <laughs> weird bit, but we'll see if anybody takes credit for it. My guess is they don't. Just, I don't know what the fine is or whatever for the defacing public lands or whatever, but why mess with it? Or like you said, just keep the mystery going. Yeah. And Okay, so uh, let's all nominate where we want the monolith to show up next. Have a, have a, a contest. And see who what wins. Yeah. I I like the outback. I'm going with the outback. Well, like, yeah, no, all over the world. It can go anywhere. I say outback or East Africa next. Boom, logistically go. speaking, Dean, that's not likely. Uh, no, I disagree. Unless it is aliens. If aliens can just that's pick true. it up and plop it down wherever they want, then sure. If you're listening to aliens, first of all, take it around the listening. world. Please, uh, you know, <laughs> join us on Facebook. But if if uh, you're not going to do that, then at least. Uh, do something cool with it next time. Okay. Well, that's it. That's it. That is all. Back to the the originally (laughs) original recording. Bye. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everybody.
go back and check on the ratings bump that the Diesel Brothers are going to get. Okay. Is that their name? Diesel Brothers? <laughs> yes. D- okay. That's the name of the show. I don't, I don't know if they're really brothers or not. Probably not. They look alike. And again, oh, they both wear backward baseball caps and have beers. So. <laughs> okay. Right. Th- See ya. Yeah.